everyone and welcome to Weekend Rental episode 23. We are the Gaming and Geek Culture Podcast. I am Ryan and today I'm joined as always by Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey everyone. I almost said your guys' name out of order. That would have been that would have been weird. I, I don't know what we'd have done. I'd have just sat there waiting because I'd have not <laughs> wanted to go. I'm second, damn it. <laughs> Jandy and Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Next episode. That's the new introduction. All right. So as always, we are going to kick things off with Byron Burns, the opening segment of the podcast where we select three games. We each play them individually and we decide whether we would individually buy, rent, or burn those three games. The system of choice this episode is the Atari 2600. Andy has selected Porky's. Justin has gone with Chuck Norris Super Kicks, and I've gone with Blueprint. Uh, so let's go back up to the top, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss each of these games individually. We'll start off with Andy's pick, Porky's. I'll read the description on this one here. Uh, Revenge is sweet, and you're out to get it. You've been had at Porky's, and you're out to blow it away. The action's hot and heavy, and it's up to you to keep Pee Wee on his toes. If he succumbs to distraction, it's the pits. It's more fun than a greased pig. It's a blast. Sounds nothing like the game I played. Well, I can't comment on how fun a grease pig is. So <laughs> you can't really go from there. <laughs> Justin, you've got a story, right? <laughs> I don't know what that, but <laughs> maybe another time. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you don't, if people aren't familiar, Porky's is a uh, movie from the eighties that is kind of well known for being really raunchy. For its time. Right. Um, so that was the reason I picked it, just because I was surprised that that got a game. I, you know, there's a lot of other adult games on Atari, but they were all more um, on the violent end, like horror movies and stuff like that. Never like on the more sexual side, other than Custer's Revenge, but that's not licensed either. So, or, you know, it's not a <laughs> whatever, but. Uh, <laughs> But this game, Porky's, is kind of an actual real game. It's not like throw it in your face right away as far as the adultness. Right. You gotta wait for the third Um, screen for the adultness. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) So you start off doing like a frogger type section across like all these different boats. And I don't even know what all the characters are because it's Atari, right? Like it's (laughs) right. What is that hieroglyph? Whatever you think it is, you know, it's like a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rorschach test but <laughs> um but yeah so like you and then you fall down a pit if you get hit and you basically have a pole that you have to go like springing back and forth for um and then you jump up high off the pole grab this like little yellow blinking thing build a ladder you get out of the pit and you're in a shower with a basically naked lady showering right in the middle of your screen in all our pixelated glory that was glory. probably the right and they they knew they had to put the most detail into that <laughs> model in the whole game that's right there um but then there's like a uh i don't know a fat person that chases you around to i'm guessing it's the the coach or the gym person 
<clears throat> yeah. gym teacher uh, from the movie. Uh, so <laughs> eventually you, she catches you. You could try and climb ladders, try to get away. I couldn't get past this screen. I didn't know what to do. There was like a yellow thing at the top. I know the yellow thing. I I know it's a bomb and you're supposed to use it. Like the description says to blow the place up. But yeah, I could not figure out how to activate it. I pushed it off the ledge. I don't. And then I pushed it down in the pit. That apparently wasn't the right thing. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. So uh, like a lot of Atari games, you just don't know what to do. Tried to make it land on the person chasing you. And I have no idea either. Right. I mean, I feel like not that there's a lot of depth to any Atari game, but like the sole reason to play this game is just for like the crudely drawn woman taking a shower, like in the middle of your screen for an Atari 2600 <laughs> game. And then like after that, I was like, okay, I've, I've seen this game now. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, the pit thing was fun for the first couple times I thought, but after that, it's not right after the 20th time of like pole vaulting yourself <laughs> across the screen. You're like, I'm done. And then, like, the, yep. that opening section, too, where you had to, like, grab those bricks or whatever the fuck that was to build the ladder to get out of there. It's like, I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. I just kept hitting buttons. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I stacked something. Cool. <laughs> like, this is fun. I It so reminded I like, me, that pit reminded me so much of uh, E.T. Atari 2600. Like, I was just like, this is, oh, like, sure. I'm in the pits of hell. This is not great. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, where he's pole vaulting across water back and forth. Oh, God. And the same thing happens in that movie. He, he's taking the pole vault just to go see some tits. It's monster, monster tits, but... How dare you make me relive <laughs> that nightmare of a movie? <laughs> Ugh. It's uncanny. Like, the guy... Oh, yeah, you I'm have a great sure. point. Like, it is... Why doesn't somebody... Let somebody ROM hack this, please, and make it... <laughs> the Last Jedi, Luke's adventure. Like, uh, yeah, it'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, you pull vault back and forth a couple times, and if you make it to the second screen, you get some green milk. <laughs> you get to milk them titties from whatever walrus <laughs> alien that thing was. Oh, God. That sounds so much better than this actual game. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll give it good. like it was playable and like the art style was good for an Atari 2600 game, but yeah, I don't know. It it kind of suffers from a lot of the stuff of that era. It was like it's just so plain due to the graphics that it's hard to really know what's going on. Yeah, I I mean it is you know later on in this in the lifespan of the atari so the graphics are all going to be right. good on all three of these games really compared to like the early games but yeah i liked it i mean i, I spent the most time with this one for sure not to say that that's like <laughs> a lot of time but i spent a good amount of time <clears throat> how much less would it be if it w- w- didn't have nudity oh like a minute <clears throat> if i hadn't stumbled across <laughs> that hot shower scene i went to stuck around <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to justin's pick uh chuck norris super kicks uh this has got a lengthy description chuck norris super kicks is an action game developed by vss and published by zaxnon or zach zononics uh, whatever it doesn't matter which was released in 1983 which i'm pretty sure that's not the description on the game i think somebody just wrote that into game facts as a factual thing so um, just I'll make up a description. Chuck Norris Super Kicks 
It's a game with Chuck Norris. He does kicks. They're super. Justin, why don't you tell us about this game? <laughs> well, this one... I really didn't know what I was doing. It's kind of, you wander around and you engage in random battles, I guess. And yeah. I would just stand there and block. So the fight would take forever, and then I'd get bored and let them kill me. <laughs> and then I'd go to the same path, because it's either that path or the other path, and you get in a fight and lose. Ryan was saying, though, that you can actually attack. Yeah, so... It is weird, like how you said, it's like random encounters. It's almost like an action RPG where like you walk up and then you're thrown into a random encounter. And there's enemies on the screen. So the way you attack, which is like, this is the total fault of the design of the Charge 2600 is the single button, one joystick controller. So in order to kick, you have to hold down, which moves you also and press the button. Um, you can do up and button, which is punch, but the punch has no reach. Or you can do direction towards the enemy. Um, and the button which blocks uh, kicking I found was the most effective way to like clear guys off the screen which is kind of frustrating because in those random encounters you have to take out like four dudes before it lets you like progress again which is way too many for how hard it is to kick like because it's not like the random encounter you come against the guy and he's stationary like he runs like he's got his fucking hair on fire back and forth across the screen <laughs> so you're trying to like battle these horrendous controls and take them out it was just, I was instantly pissed at that game. Not fun. Yeah, yeah. I I had the same issue as Justin. Like, I couldn't reliably pull off the jumps, the kicking and the punching, because I had no idea how to do it. Yeah. Once you say, like, how to do it, I could probably go back and maybe do it a little bit better. <laughs> but you, would, but you still so... wouldn't want to do it, though. That's the problem. <laughs> right. You know? Like time, this is not a good Chuck Norris simulator. Like you no. don't feel powerful at all. The time there were no fists coming out of my beard. This is bullshit. <laughs> I didn't have a cowboy hat. What's going on? <laughs> a Dodge Ram. <laughs> <laughs> the time you would actually get the punch or kick, you'd be so far away from the guy. You'd be like, "Hey, shit! How'd I do that?" Right. Yeah. Well, and then like they give like from the get go, they give the enemies just like every ten seconds they get to throw a ninja star that like one hit kills you. Like what bullshit is that? <laughs> See, I was you can block him, it. I thought with the block, oh. and I was like, let me throw it back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really, they were just getting lodged in Chuck's forearms. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's like the shredder now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's. I, I do like like the the past that you have to walk. That's kind of cool in in a game like that. You know, different ways you have to like. I don't know, travel, I guess, but yeah, and it does out of the three games it has. It's the only one that had the signature walking of. That's true. That is a hallmark of that era of gaming. Yeah, we don't have background music, so we have to put the footsteps in. Yeah, it was. It was like the shittiest RPG I've ever played. It's pretty much how this <laughs> felt like. <laughs> the the disgrace is Chuck Norris's legacy. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to Blueprint. Um, this is my pick, of course. So the description on this one, I think th I think this was an arcade game, so that's probably why this actually has a description. But um, chivalry is not dead. Fair Daisy Damsel is being pursued by mean. Ollie Ogre, 
Only you have the blueprint for the machine that can stop him, but oh no, where did the parts go? In and out of houses you go, searching for the pieces that will fit the blueprint. But beware, a bomb may be waiting for you as soon as you enter. Quick, get it to the pit before it blows. It's a non-stop cliffhanger that really tests your memory. Go to it, hero. Do it for Daisy. Uh, I wish I'd have read that description, because I just thought once you got the bomb, <laughs> you were fucked. And I died <laughs> yeah, every time. I, I gave up. I'm like, I'm just going to wait and die. Yeah. yeah. I th- I kept like going to the monster and try and blow him up. Yeah, I did too. Work. And you die as soon as he touches you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They actually knew what to do with that. So basically, after like, a couple tries, I did at least. Yeah. So basically, this game is what it the description alludes to is that it's basically a game of memory. Um, the weapon you need to build, which is like a dick shaped laser, uh, is built up of certain <laughs> segments, which then at the beginning of the level it breaks them apart and throws them into like, I don't know, there's what, like eight buildings on screen. So basically you do like a Pac-Man style map to go in there and retrieve the pieces in the order you need based on your memory of how it threw them in there at the opening. Um, And if you go to the wrong ones, you end up with bombs, which can kill you. Or apparently you go to the water and put the bomb out would have been good to know. Um, So it's memory with a little bit of avoiding an enemy. Uh, there's like the enemy guy just walks around the town. So in between grabbing the pieces you need and stacking them up to build a weapon, you just have to avoid getting hit uh, and killed by the enemy, which isn't really that difficult, I guess. Um, and then once you've assembled the weapon, the dick laser, uh, you just like sit there and shoot up across the screen to try and it's like the, the daisy chick and then the Ollie, the ogre just run across the screen in a constant loop. So you have to like time your shots. It is the slowest firing gun I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I couldn't get it to work. I yeah. I got to the second stage once him. and I hit him and then it just resets. And it's all over again. It, it, there isn't a lot to this game. It's like memory meets Pac-Man meets the worst shooter you've ever played. Meets missile command. Maybe there you go. Except all of those things I just said were way better than the actual game we played. It had music, run, though. Yeah. Full run across yeah. the screen for that weapon to actually hit the guy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if not more. <laughs> Dick lasers are highly ineffective. Like, you outran it this time, but wait till you come around again. <laughs> It'll hit you. <laughs> we'll get you. <laughs> so yeah, did you have I, the issue? I mean, this. Oh, go ahead. Did you pick up the piece in the wrong order? And then yes. not know what to do with it, too? Yeah. I figured out pretty quickly that you had to return it to the house, but, yeah. I was like, I didn't realize it mattered at first. And then, once I figured out I could put it back down, I was like, okay, well, that helps. Right. That's what got me the longest. Because I went down to the pit right away. And I was like, oh, I can't drop it there. And then I... Well, I got one of the bombs first, and I dropped it in the pit. And then I was like, I wonder if you can put the piece there. But then what do you do? Because... <laughs> Have to go back right. in the house. <laughs> yeah, it's a bizarre game. Um, I would say it's like pretty ambitious for something that they. I mean, obviously this was an arcade game. Um, it's pretty ambitious for something that they ported to the twenty six hundred as far as like what you need to do, and then like it actually kind of making sense. It is. I see. I picked this game because I was a kid and I had no clue how to play this whatsoever. Didn't get it. And like, I figured it out relatively quickly here and it was better than I remember, but I can't say that it's still a great game. Like I, I just think about this as like a, 
an arcade game and like throwing a quarter into that makes me kind of cringe. <laughs> it looks awesome though. Like the graphics for the arcade game look way better. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, and the sound, I thought that, you know, just like the fact that there was music in the background was a nice touch, but still, what a weird game. It's like, how many, like, different genres did they just kind of rip off to try and make their <laughs> own, like, original arcade game? Because nothing in here is, they're all elements from other games that would have been out at the time. Yeah. Pretty lame. That's kind of like one thing that I appreciate about Atari games and that that older style. Either it's like you're a direct copy of another successful game or you're some game that's like a wild experiment that's never been done again. Right. That's you very know? true. And this was a wild experiment and a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> and it failed across Had the to board. Had get that Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So why don't we go back up through the list and we'll decide um, our picks on what we're going to buy rent burn. Andy, I can't wait to hear this. Um, I'm going to buy all three because they're probably worth 50 cents. So why wouldn't you combined? <laughs> uh, just get them in the dollar bin and there you go. doesn't matter how the bad they're out at for a dollar, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, but if I got to stick to this show, I, I guess I will take blueprint for my buy because I think it, it's probably the most interesting out of all of them. And it's something that, like, I can't think of another game that's really been quite like that. Um, more like the memory stuff, you don't see that too much. It's more like educational stuff that gets into stuff like that, you know? It's almost mm -hmm. like a numbers muncher, you know, like that style game. Yeah, that's true. Way back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I wish I would have known about the, the bomb pit. That would have been a lot better. I probably would have had a much better time at this game. Yeah. If I knew that I could dispose of those. Yeah, when you realize it's not just an insta-death, that makes a big difference. <laughs> right. But at the same time, like, the first level is what? Memorizing three things. Like, that's true. Once you, once you do that, like, that's no problem. And the monster's not hard. And uh, you're not going to you're, you're not going to sit is. there and wait. And... Ew. <laughs> yeah. But you're not going to sit there and play levels and levels of this in this day and age. So I don't know. Still, I'm going to buy it because I, th I think I had the most fun out of that. Um, boy, I think my rent is going to be Chuck Norris. And that's only because of it's kind of a predecessor to a lot of games that I do like. Um, even in 8-bit, there's not too many games that I can think of are like, like random encounter that turns into a basically a beat em up right right obviously there's there's nothing like you're not gaining anything in this game you're just advancing so uh <laughs> it's it's not necessarily an rpg i guess i don't know but uh yeah i, I had somewhat f a little bit of fun on it with it if when i could pull off the moves uh, so if i could do that more Consistently, I could see this being a pretty solid game for me. Um, and then I'm going to burn my own game. That's a uh, Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what's after the shower. Maybe it really turns around, turns into a great game. But I guess we didn't talk about it. But the ladders in that shower are. Well, first of all, why are there ladders in the shower? <laughs> yeah. 
there's like 10 ladders in the shower. OSHA would not approve. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is the worst I've ever played in that. Like, you have to be, like, in the right spot. Pixel perfect to make that work. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I don't... And I never quite got it exactly. You had to be on the side of it, right? That's yeah. the way it seemed. Like weirdly just kind of out of reach of it, then it would work kind of. I didn't get right. it. And it's not like right on next to it. It's like you got to be a little space away and then you jump up and go. And yeah. And then the jumping was delayed and maybe that's my emulator. I don't know. But uh, I had somewhat of a problem with that. And yeah, I mean, I guess it has a naked lady in it. So mm. you got to give it that. Um. Is that some? <laughs> yeah. That game is not great at all. <laughs> 1983 license game sucked. <laughs> all right, Justin, how about your picks? Well, for my buy, I'm actually going to go with uh, Blueprint. Um, I didn't really like any of these games a whole lot, but it's kind of... You know, it's hard to play them. Go back and play them right now. I think that's more of it. If I was to play them back then... Actually, I did play Blueprint in arcade, I believe. Oh, really? Nice. Um, wow. And so I kind of... Like, I knew it, but I didn't really know 100% what to do for it. But So I'm going to actually take that one for my buy. Um, my rent... Probably have to go with Porky's. Just because I had no idea what I was doing with Chuck Norris, really. <laughs> um, I don't really like the game Porky's. It was hard to, like Andy was saying with the ladders, you have to be in the exact right spot. Otherwise, you just stand there and you get chased by that fat person and end up dying. But I didn't really like that one. I, just, I don't know what to do on the same level. I got stuck on that one. I think we all did. But, um,. My burn then is going to be Chuck Norris Super Kicks, uh, just because I honestly I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know you could attack really on command with certain <laughs> buttons. So I thought it was Which, just random, and you had to like get luck on your side. But yeah, you fail with the Chuck Norris game if you didn't know you could attack. Like that is not good. <laughs> when it would happen, it was just random. Like I wasn't even near the people. Yeah, but. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and actually try it now that I know. No, I won't. But. It's not worth it. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> all right, so for my picks, um, I'm actually going to buy Blueprint also. I think out of all of them, I didn't particularly love any of these games, but I think out of all of them, that's the one that I could look at as like an actual game, and I could maybe go back and play like a level or two before I got completely sick of it. Um and then I'm going to go with Porky's for my rent, just because them sweet 2600 titties. Um, <laughs> that would have blown my mind as a kid if I'd have seen that. So, I mean, it's just, it's not something, I mean, obviously there are porn games on the 2600, but it's just not something you really see. Um, and I liked that the, we didn't really talk about it, but I liked that the character sprites were like actually pretty large for an Atari game, um, like mm-hmm. a platformer Atari game anyway. Uh, that was cool. And then I'm going to burn Chuck Norris super kicks. That was just for one. I don't like RPGs and they threw Chuck Norris into a shitty action RPG, 
with random encounters, which I didn't like. And again, just like it's the Atari's fault because of like the the controller that you had to control that way. But it just makes a game that could have been super fun with a, you know, a second button action button just be an unplayable nightmare because the control and button combo killed it. Just I, I was just immediately frustrated with that game. Not good. So I'm sorry, Chuck. We're going to burn you, buddy. You wait until now when he's too old to kick your guys' ass. Oh, he can still kick our asses. Don't, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope he doesn't listen to this or we're all in trouble. <laughs> I'm sure he's very worried about how his games are reviewed. His one game that he got is reviewed. As we speak, he just like his ears perked up and he just hopped off his bow flex and he's like trying to figure out where we're podcasting from. <laughs> Yeah, he's standing in my yard right now, just blocking. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> in the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger Okay, so let's move on to the main segments of the podcast, where we'll talk about gaming, whatever we've been playing, just news, what, kind of whatever. We just do whatever in this segment. It's fun. But I brought something new to the table this week, guys. I thought we'd play a game. Yeah. I thought, I thought we'd get you guys involved. I Isn't it an Atari game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn it, you ruined it. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to tell you how to play this game. But you guys are competing against each other. I've got a tiebreaker if we need it. Um, I'm just going to say the name of... Basically, you're going to... I want you guys to guess the game. I'm not going to tell you my weird thought process and how this went together. But first one to get it right gets the point. So, first up. Paper Bolt Liquid. Paper Bolt Liquid. What can it be? Metal Gear Solid. Yes. You got it. I don't know if paper's the opposite of metal, but I went with it. <laughs> I'm not saying these are good rules. <laughs> First point to Andy. <laughs> okay. And I, I didn't, this could be any genre, whatever system era. They're kind of random. They get easier as this goes on. I don't have that many of them. So next one. Large happy thoughts. Large happy thoughts. If you guys need a hint at some point, I can throw out the system. A lot of dead air here. Not sure what to do. <laughs> I didn't think this out. I think we need Large a hint. Happy thoughts. Okay, this came out for the PlayStation 4. I think among other systems. 
I own a physical version of it. Little Nightmares. Nailed it. Nailed it. Never even heard of it. It's really good. <laughs> okay. This one, get ready, Justin. You don't want to fall behind here. <laughs> I'm already expecting to lose. <laughs> Human of peace. Human of <laughs> peace. This I'm one's just, so easy. I'm, I'm trying to think of what the opposite of of is. <laughs> There's no opposite of of. Of, <laughs> of is static. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know that all these are opposites. This is just like the dumb thing I wrote down to like reference again. So there's really no solid convention to how I've done this. Human of Peace. It's a console exclusive. Might be a new oh, release. I know. God of War. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. God of War. Justin's on the board. Okay, this one, if you guys get this, I'll be surprised. I kind of took some liberties in this one because uh, it's not a game that you would probably think. But anyway, okay, we're going with it. Sega Original Cut. Sega Original Cut. This one's out there. Just get your minds around how stupid I am. Just try to dumb yourselves down to think like I'd think. I think that's the key here. <laughs> Let me go get a few more beers. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess Nintendo console. Uh-huh. You guys need to know which systems it was on? It was on a couple. Sega Original Cut. Wii U and 3DS. Originally released in two parts. Digitally. Nintendo NES Remix. NES Remix. Yes. That was the hardest one. Good job, Andy. <laughs> sure. I don't know that original cut is the opposite of remix, but that's what I went with. Yeah, I was thinking. I probably made it harder because it's two words instead of the yeah. one. But so yeah. I'm like, yeah. what's the opposite of cut? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't remember what game this is, and I wrote it down. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Hold on, let me think. <laughs> oh, okay. I know this one could be confused with a couple things. <clears throat> Boring car. Boring. Rocket League. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boring car. Do you make some crazy money in it? Ah, uh, no. That was the one that I was thinking. Now that I went back to it, you could be confused. Hmm. I think on crazy taxi. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the that's the that's the confusing one. Is that kind of does fit? But boring car. I believe. Um, I'll, I'll just give you guys a hint. It came out oh, on the NES. I, I know, I know what it is. What's that? Excite Truck. Close, Justin. You want to steal? Excite Bike. Oh, that's nice. bullshit. Yes, that's yep. That's bullshit. 
<laughs> Fuck you, it's my game. <laughs> <laughs> he had two right. answers there, and it was just to keep us close in the score. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Next one. First reality. First reality. feel like this is one of your wheelhouses. I'm surprised it's taking this long. I know, it's it's an RPG. I know it is. First reality. Oh, Final Fantasy. Yep. Nice. So, I had six questions. But, um, we don't need a tiebreaker, because it's four to two. But I want to do this one anyway, because I think this is a game that we all love. And this one's the dumbest name that I put down. <laughs> Dress Pacifist Zero. Dress Pacifist Zero. It's an import game. We've all played it. On the couch. In my basement. <laughs> Dress pacifist zero. Oh, okay. Strip fighter two? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one was so loose, like with my own dumb non-rule rules. Andy wins! Ryan's stupid game <laughs> number one. There you go. <laughs> All right. The key is to think pessimistically. That's how you always know the opposite. I don't know if that was a good addition to the podcast but <laughs> I thought I would try it so there we go there's that game that I just made up I like it congratulations Andy yeah yeah <laughs> so what else is happening that's more entertaining than my game I don't know about more entertaining but H1Z1 finally launched on PS4 played it uh, no, I downloaded it, but I watched a lot of video of it because I had to wait for the download. But it looks, uh, I watched a lot of streams, I guess. The Graphically, it looks awful. Really? So, I guess we'll see. Huh, that's surprising that they haven't updated that. <laughs> right? I was expecting, you know, to at least be somewhat decent, but it's all... Like it, it doesn't look at all realistic. Like PUBG, at least looks you know fairly decent. But I don't know. Maybe it'll look better when you're actually playing it, not through a stream. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll have to see. Maybe they just <clears throat> wanted to get like a rough working build out there too, and they'll patch yeah. in updates. Yeah, which is kind of funny because it says it's open beta for it, and it's PlayStation is allowing it. But. Yeah, that is weird. Huh. They seem to run a little fast and loose with those rules, though. I mean, Fortnite and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't H1Z1, isn't that, like, somewhat owned by Sony? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm not, like I'm not sure how that works. Branch off or something? Yeah. One of their developers made it, the original one. I don't know how that works now, but. Yeah. 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 
I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it was Daybreak Studios or something like that, maybe. I, I yeah, I'm not sure. Interesting. Well, it's worth checking out, though, if it's free. I mean, yeah. what the hell? Why not? Mm-hmm. And you can have squads of five instead of four, so it's kind of neat. So you, like, is there... That's just, like, survive, right? It's kind of, like, PvE all the time? No, this is a battle royale. Oh, it's the battle PvE, royale? Yeah, the PvE didn't come over to PlayStation, oh. at least not yet. They actually pulled them apart, because they used to be one game. Right. And then they pulled it apart, and the battle royale is what got transferred to PlayStation. Yeah. Isn't the battle oh. royale now... That's called H1Z1 now, and the other thing is, like, something else. Like, yeah, they switched names. Um, it's weird. I can't remember what the, the zombie survival is called. Yeah. But, yeah. It's interesting. It used to, be, it used to be just one game, and then this was, what, King of the Hill or something? Was it King of the Kill, right? King of the Kill? Oh, yeah, that sounds right. But speaking of Battle Royale, I mean, Call of Duty is joining the fray, except they won't tell anybody how many players can be in it, right? <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't announce that, but they announced that it's going to have all of, like, major maps in the one map. It's supposed to be huge, with air, land, and sea vehicles. Huh. So it's Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which so would be is, interesting. Is this shipping separately from Blops no. 4? This is part of it. It's part of it. It's called Blackout. A okay. mode with... I suppose it's because they're not doing a campaign. They they actually announced... I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but the information that they did the reveal last week, I think. It actually sounds pretty interesting because like, the online play... You no longer regain health just by sitting there. Like you have to bandage, basically. Oh. Like you give yourself like a stim booster. To that makes get your sense. Health back. Otherwise, you have like so many little camping bitches. Yeah, that's so kind of a few different things that they're changing, I suppose, to test out. And... I mean, there's potential there, right? Like, I think shaking off the Call of Duty fatigue is going to be their biggest struggle. But I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part. Call of Duty has always I mean there are some gameplay mechanics that you know we discussed previously that we don't like but the feel of picking up a gun and shooting down sights has always been amazing in that series so if they can bring like that level of polish and feel to Battle Royale like this might actually help make them relevant again and the kind of cool thing too with that like like I said before they're taking maps from all prior Call of Duties, I guess, or maybe just Treyarch, I don't know. But they're taking maps from each one, and they're putting it all into the one for Blackout. And then characters from prior Call of Duties are going to be who you play as in it. So I can be Kevin Spacey? Maybe. So are you saying they're, like, stitching all the maps together to make one big map? Yeah. That's cool. From what it what it sounded like, yeah, it's how it's supposed to be. Because um, it's, it's supposed like it's to be a small world of Call of Duty, <laughs> right? I don't remember if it was a hundred or a thousand sizes of Nuketown for that map, huh? With like underground, like tunnels and stuff 
So like, it could be just a little bit too much, even. Yeah. We'll yeah. If you start doing like multi layers, like with a whole under, I mean, I guess there's buildings and stuff in the other stuff, but yeah. And if there's a zone that moves in and kills people, so like they have to plan, get out from underground if they're in a tunnel that doesn't go to the zone. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know if I'll end up buying it or not, but I mean, if the map is that big, they need at least a hundred people. Then you would think. Yeah. Or it just closes in like stupidly quickly. Yeah. Is your other option, but yeah. I mean, what what is the largest they pulled off in Ground War? Was that thirty six? Was the largest? Well, it was uh, what? Or twenty player teams? Twelve on twelve. Nah, what, Ground War was bigger than that, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think it was twelve on twelve or sixteen on sixteen. Sixteen on sixteen might be right. Thirty two, yeah. But that, that sounds it. like a lot though for Call of Duty. I'm pretty sure it was twelve on twelve. Yeah, I don't know. It's been so long. Because Battlefield did um, with um, Hardline, I think it was. They did like a 64-player lobby. So it was 32 on 32. Hmm. But I don't think Call of Duty's gone much over 12 per team. Somebody can correct us with an email to our email address. Weekend Rental Podcast at gmail.com. We already have our first uh, fatality, though, of <laughs> Battle Royale uh, industry. We do. Yeah. The, Although they were barely in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was number three on Twitch for a while. <clears throat> yes. A couple hours. Because so, Fortnite was down. We're of course <laughs> referring to uh, Cliff, Cliffy B's um, Bosky Studios. They announced they were pulling support on Lawbreakers, which we talked about briefly, I think, one or two episodes ago. And then Radical Heights was there going to be their free battle royale game, or at least the beta was. And then um, <clears throat> they took to Twitter and said, "No, we're pretty much done as a company. So Radical Heights will stay up for now." And that was kind of where they left it. <laughs> so, I mean, it was def- definitely like, I guess it adds some context to why they put that out in such a broken early state, because they really just had to try to get something out there and see what would happen. And <clears throat> clearly it was too little too late. I mean, how do you, I mean, they weren't at the point to even make revenue off of that yet. So no, but at the same time, I thought it was more successful than it should have been in that state, you know? Yeah, that's true. So like what were they what what level did they need to hit for it to continue, you know, like Right. I'm sure they were just trying to garner enough press to get more capital. Yeah. You know, get some investors, but I don't know. It's kind of crazy to see somebody who has like been so prolific in gaming, like, you know, take a new venture and just tank. But you know, kinda like what we talked about is triple-A games, which you could argue whether or not Lawbreakers was, but I think it was like a triple-A shooter. You know, if you invest five years of your life into that, millions and millions of dollars, and nobody plays it and it never finds an audience, you can't move on from a loss like that. I mean, no. that's just the way the industry is these days. No, you have to you have to hit your gamble every time to keep going yeah. nowadays. And yeah, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, like, 
there was a little bit of innovation in Lawbreakers, but it's still Deathmate, you know, like a old style shooter. And, right. you know, Radical Heights, they were just trying to cash in like blatantly, like obviously into the Battle Royale. So it's like you can't blame them for, you know, being done because it's like you're not making anything original, you know? Right. I don't know. I'm sure a significant portion of his staff will find their way back into Gearbox. I mean, I think there were rumors circulating that, like, they were already being courted and, like, trying to be brought back over, so. You mean Epic? Or <clears throat> or Epic. Or, yeah, Is it yeah. Epic or Gearbox? I can't remember. Because he was Epic. Gears of War, right? Yeah. Yeah. That Who's was Gearbox? Why am I, where am I confusing that with? They're uh, Borderlands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. You're right. Epic, yep. Yeah. So. Hopefully everybody bounces back. I mean, that's the real like sad thing. And this is like all the focus has kind of been on that tweet that he put out. But I mean, it's a company folding like lots of people will lose their jobs. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, that you hope that like a lot of those talented people find a good home. Yeah. And quickly. The, yeah. And I feel like this day and age, like if you have a game that has bad press, it just there's no coming back from that, too. Like when you. When the news came out about how little people were playing Lawbreakers, you're not going to bounce back from that because people, you know, are just not right. going to play. They're going to say, oh, it's already dead, you know? Yeah, I feel like I, you know, I always kind of thought with Lawbreakers, like, because it, it was kind of obvious from the start that it had like a slow start. I really thought that Lawbreakers was going to have like a holiday PlayStation Plus tie in where it was like free for a month and then. Mm-hmm. everyone was going to download it and you know i mean they had they been able to do that they might have been able to hang on to that and sell some loot boxes but it just never happened it seemed like the perfect fit the rocket league model <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the we made a game that no one would care about had it not been free for a month on playstation <laughs> now everybody fucking loves it because <laughs> i mean that's the thing is like you can make a fantastic game, but if you don't have a vehicle to put it in the hands of people to get it to play, get them to play it. Um, all that hard work you put in there is just lost. So, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, because I'm sure it's a great playing game. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a hard look at pricing, I think, going forward, like obviously Fortnite just being free is what made it what it is, you know, so. Yeah, Fortnite is still just like such an anomaly, like. The company's making hand over fist money on the byproduct of like the free thing they threw out for the game that they still haven't actually made yet. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. We're the biggest thing in gaming, and it was kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Then that's why Cliffy B thought it would work because <laughs> Epic did it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Fortnite. We're going to be so fucking rich. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 too bad. Yeah, so let's just keep talking about things that are just dying. <laughs> no, like people are probably listening to this podcast, like snoozing, like Call- Battle Royale, Call of Duty talk. Like everyone's asleep right now. My yeah. shitty game. Ugh, I took us down the crapper. <laughs> well, uh, actually, this might surprise people that it was still live, but uh, the Vita was still able to make uh, new games on it on the physical cartridges and coming very soon that will be no more 
Yeah, they announced June. June will be final orders for publishers to get game cards to put games out on the Vita. Um, and there will be some of them because we know there are certain games that are still announced that have not come out. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's, it is true. It's like one of those systems that you're like, really, there were still Vita games coming out. But then you look at like a business model like Limited Run where like they've specialized in like focusing on that niche group and a lot of these JRPGs and Andy is probably like the biggest supporter of limited run Vita games. Yeah, I have most of them and <laughs> I've not, I, I have zero interest in playing most of them. So that's part of the the issue, I think. And in like what kind of business model, they're not going to keep it open. So limited run can print 3000 cards. You know? Right. Like, that's, that's true. Why well, you're probably happy because your wallet is going to get like a little bit fuller now. Or are you going to go over to the Switch and start uh, buying all those? Yeah, probably not. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I thought I saw something on Twitter saying the Liberty Run, they weren't going to have a problem keeping making games. I don't know how that's going to work. But well, here's the thing is like they make because well, I don't know like the press release. They didn't really state like, do you need to have a print run so we can put the games on it? Or can you just simply buy cards? Because Limited Run's model is like what? two to 5,000 on average in a, in a batch. So they could buy, assuming they've got the, the cash. I mean, they could buy a hundred thousand of these game cards, assuming they could get games written to them themselves or through some other vendor. And they could probably keep Vita games coming out for the next year. Yeah. Um, Will they want to do that? I think, I honestly think like they're, I mean, they've obviously been touting a lot of the switch stuff. So I think they've kind of realized that that's coming to an end anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it will switch over pretty quickly. I I bet they will still release Vita through 2018 though. Limited run for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. After that, I, I could see some question marks on that, but yeah. And I'm, I could see question marks in limited run altogether, but that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's sad days for Vita owners out there though. Yeah. <laughs> But let's keep the train rolling. Say uh, Sony's CEO today said that basically the PS4 is hitting the end of its life cycle. And that got a lot of people really wound up. And for me, it's like, well, five years, that's kind of the normal cycle, right? Usually. Except for last gen, which was like eight. Yeah, or 10 or whatever it was. Yeah, it was crazy. But. I think he said that, you know, I think somebody after the fact said they'll support it until 2021 or they they're planning to support it till 2021. Right. I don't know what that means. You know, they could mean that, hey, we're going to I mean, you could say uh, Sony technically supported the Vita until 2018. (laughs) They did. Yeah, they didn't make a game for it for a long time. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a little premature for them to come out and say something like that, something like that. I mean, I think. I kind of always had it in my head that like by 2020, they would have hinted at the new console. It would have been something that would have been teased at E3 that year and even potentially released that holiday season. But I think it's weird to make that statement when right now the PS4 is at its height. Um, I don't think I don't think anyone can argue that, you know, they've got some great games coming out this year. God of War has been a huge success. Uh, it's just outselling the competition. And for them to say that, it's kind of, 
don't know why you'd make that statement, but I no, mean, I, I guess they, I, I think they probably meant, meant it as like, we are focusing on the future. So like major AAA developments probably going to start dwindling from first party, which makes sense. They're going to have like one or two big, you know, we know the last of us two is coming, you know, there's things like that. But then after that, of course, first party development is going to shift to whatever's coming, but yeah. And I think their E3 plan, they've kind of even said that we're only going to be showing games that are coming out in the next, you know, sure. Nine months or something like that. So. Yeah. See, I, I expected know. that this would be announced next year. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's a year earlier than yeah. most probably would have expected. I still don't see it launching until 2020, but that. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I think 2020 would be the earliest you see a new. I mean, well, let's just call it PlayStation 5 because that's what they're going to do, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I think that would be the earliest I expected to see that. Yeah. But I think also they're probably, you know, Sony's been a little arrogant with we are the dominant console this gen, but they're also probably very much aware that they fought for the better part of a decade to get back to we did okay with the PlayStation three. So, you know, they're probably really planning next steps and taking it seriously because, you know, they saw how easy that upheaval was from PlayStation two to PlayStation three with the Xbox 360 coming in as dominance. And then how quickly that can be flipped over if you're not planning that right with gamers. Um, So I guess I'm not too surprised that they're focusing on like how to, how to make that next move to stay on top. Um, especially with the switch kind of coming out of nowhere and being like the huge success that it is not that it's cutting into that market that hard, but they have some real competition from Nintendo again, which hasn't been, um, something that people have really considered in quite a while. Yeah. But you know, you look at the pro and the one X and what is a new console, you know, what are, what is a new console? So like, uh, it's got to be something major, I would think, you know, some big feature that would, you know, make it different. Yeah, I'm I'm curious on next gen because like we're at the point now, like obviously um, a couple of us, well, all of us have physical games, but like we are at the point now where I could easily see next gen being all digital and it would be not the slap in the face we saw uh, that Microsoft did. I think people would probably be very accepting of a service at this point with a box instead of you need a physical game that you can resell. Yeah. Because I don't know if there's going to be anywhere to resell stuff to in a few years, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite program in the world, Best Buy Gamers Club Unlocked, which is basically 20% off any new games that Best Buy sold. Uh, just abruptly ended like they are not accepting new renewals new customers on it at all so everybody who has it has it till their membership is done and then it's gone and crap yeah it sucks and so far i have not seen anything you know officially from best buy saying why they're doing it or anything they just quietly killed it which sort of makes sense you don't want a mass frenzy for everybody renew like 20 years in advance, you know? Right. But 
at this point, like let people know why you're doing it or, you know, like some inkling, like, are you planning on replacing it with something? I, I don't know. I've spent so much money that not game related at Best Buy over the last probably five years. Just because of that, it brought me in the store, bought other stuff, and I I don't really have a reason to go to Best Buy anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think that was like the big draw for me too. Was just I and I don't even have Gamers Club Unlocked. Was like <clears throat> just that they still had like good deals on games occasionally. Like had I had the club, like I probably would have gone more than I do, which is seldom, but. I'm sure that's what's killing them, right? Is like how much foot traffic do they actually get into stores anymore? I mean, you get the guys that like, there's probably a bunch of people that have gamers club unlocked that just only grab crap off the website, right? Like there's no yeah, other, there's no other supplemental purchases. And then at that point, you're probably not making a lot of profit on top of the operational side that it would take to like manage those accounts, you know, and all of that. So yeah, it's, it, I would think the whole program's a lost leader to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but still, like, I don't know. Like, you have to fight to keep that digital, right? Or, like, you know digital's coming. Right. And you're going to kill off the program that people come into your store to buy physical games. So, like, <laughs> you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You're like, I don't know. More people are going to go digital now because... What's the difference? You know what I'm going to blame for this? Amiibo. <laughs> they took such a killing on the loss of profit from Amiibo due to Gamers Club Unlocked that they're like, we can't sustain this anymore. <laughs> it's all Nintendo's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Very well could be. I, I know Nintendo <laughs> doesn't give you much of like a profit margin on their stuff. So anything Nintendo, I'm sure they probably weren't making any money on. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. It was like it seemed like that was like a huge bonus and you know, Best Buy was really struggling 5 years, 6 years back and it seemed like they were kind of back on solid footing, but obviously and maybe this is part of that. Um but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm... keep the club and don't operate like <laughs> 5000 square foot stores, that might help too, but <laughs> Yeah. What do I know? Yeah, I they must be doing something right. I mean, but you look at like their stock price compared to like when Gamers Club started, like it's yeah. that's exactly where they took off pretty much. And it's through the roof ever since. So I don't know if this is going to hurt them in some sort of way or not. But that whole middle of the st- I know they're getting rid of CDs next year, is it? I think. Yeah, them and Target both, right? Yeah. So like, what's that middle of the store going to be, you know? Yeah. Five dollar DVDs and Blu-rays. Testing locations. <laughs> yeah. Cell phones. Stuff set up to play. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess now I'm going back to GameStop, so Don't do it. Just don't go anywhere. Just shop on your own site. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything new today? <laughs> you just turn over your own inventory. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Oh, that's actually not too bad of an idea. (laughs) Play the games actually are already here. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So is there an N64 Mini coming? 
Apparently that's a trademark that they did. So that's what everybody's assuming, because that's what happened with the Super Nintendo when they trademarked that. And I guess it's not a huge leap. No. I don't. Do you think it'll be this year? Or do you think because they're running the classic and the SNES through the year that this will be a next year thing? Yeah, they're bringing the NES back, right? So Yeah, June. Uh, I'm going to try to get me one of those sweet, sweet Famicom ones. Yeah. I could see it being next year then. I I don't know what to make of it because, like, what are they going to do? Like, those controllers are so huge, too. Are you going to make mini versions of those controllers, too? That's true, right. Or you could just make, like, a non-shitty version of that. Like, the Hori yeah. controller, like, ripoff. But, yeah, they're not going to do that, though. Right. And are they going to be able to get it to play? properly too <laughs> right yeah. it's yeah you cannot emulate that i mean it's one of the hardest systems to emulate yeah i'm sure nintendo can figure their own crap out but i'm, yeah, I'm sure they will be able to get it to i suppose but that's be an interesting one could you imagine no can, <laughs> no it would be an awful one uh, i'm sorry the n64 is the worst successful home console that has ever been released. I get that. Like there's a demographic. If that was your first Nintendo system, I feel for you. Like I get that there's nostalgia there, but ugh, I can't Those go games that are far. Trash. I'm speaking for you too, Andy. Yeah. Andy <laughs> hates the N64 with a passion. Send all your hate mail to Andy. We can. <laughs> Yeah, I just like I have zero like I think it's my age, right? I was oh for sure 15, 15 when that launched. So I was like, I looked at that. Like I just remember my dad making fun of me. Like we went to Toys R Us. I I had I did not have the PlayStation yet. I still Super Nintendo, and there was a Diddy Kong Racing or Mario Kart. And my dad and I played Mario. It was Mario Kart, and we played Mario Kart all the time. Super Nintendo, one of our favorite games, and like we played co op on the kiosk at Toys R Us. My dad's like, this looks like something for like little babies i was like yeah yeah okay does like if my dad realizes that video games aren't cool and this is like one of his favorite games i was like yeah it's stupid like fuck the 64 and i got a playstation (laughs) and like it was the right call but like i can't look back at it with like rose colored glasses like it's just not there are great games on it but even like the greatest games are my least favorite iterations of those games in the series like i hate i hate mario 64 i'm sorry i dislike it a lot i don't like i'm not that's not what i want from a mario game i don't like 3d mario games at all ocarina of time i get it like that was pretty groundbreaking i do not like that game like i've played a lot of that game i've not completed it but i bet i bet i've gotten like 70 percent. like no like that's not good you get neutered versions of resident evil 2 like i don't know what is the other big stuff that people like smash brothers like okay Maybe. But even that, like even Smash Brothers is rough now to go back to. Right. I will say, OK, like Perfect Dark, GoldenEye, like I get I appreciate what they did to the. First person shooter, like couch co-op, like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And then Paper Mario is probably the one game that I could sit down and say, like, yeah, that was really good. Like, I liked that. I don't like RPGs, but I like that game. And Conquerors was good just for like the shock value of it, uh, you know, when it released in that system's life cycle. But. I don't know what you put. I mean, I, we probably just named every game that you would logically want on that thing. And even then, I don't want to go back and play those games. 
Like, do yeah. I really want to go back and play a first-person shooter with one analog stick? Fuck no. Uh, that's a it's thing. really hard to go back and play it now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the, but that's going to be the big thing. Like, if they make this and it doesn't have GoldenEye on it, like, people are going to return it. Like, yep. That's and, true. But like, how are they? They're not going to get that license. No, no way. There's, it's like wrapped They'll up. They'll put it's Perfect impossible. Dark on there. Yeah. Maybe. They'd well, have and to can they do that? From, they'd have to license Rare. it from Microsoft. Yeah. Right. That's true. You can't do Banjo Kazooie. Can't do Conkers. You can't do Donkey Kong 64. I think they could do that one. Maybe they might own the rights to that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But there's a lot of them that are just, yeah. And can you imagine, like, I think they'll finally make enough of them this time. They did with the Super Nintendo almost. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I still go to like the occasional store on a random day and there's like six of them. They're gone instantly. Yeah. But with this, it's going to be the controllers. Like everybody's going to want four controllers immediately. So, and they're not going to package it with four. There's no. no way they would do two. Yeah. Ugh. Just, just like the like, thought of this. I'm not a huge fan of the 64, but like I remember back, you get like four of us together, and there's a WWF game. Yes. That you could sit there and have a tornado match and just play for hours in that same match. As <laughs> Yeah, those games were great. Yeah. And that like that system played perfect for that in my opinion. But yeah, like it, it was like the pinnacle of couch co-op, you know, right before yep. the internet launch, mm-hmm. like there's no denying that and like you know, even as even though I'm not a fan of it, like sure there were plenty of Friday nights where I was over there at a buddy's place doing like Mario Kart and GoldenEye and yeah. It's great for that, but It'll be interesting to see what this thing looks like when it does come out. And the controller thing like you brought up, like I had not considered. Because shrinking that down makes it almost unplayable. Mm-hmm. But they won't shrink it down, though, right? So they'll just reproduce full size, which that controller is going to be bigger than the console, like twofold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then are, are they going to have like a mini expansion port that I have to put into it? So it plays some <laughs> of the... I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's not going to look nice next to the other boxes, the other two boxes. No. <laughs> Mine, if I get one, will just stay in its original box, I think, on a shelf. Yeah. Or maybe I'll use that as my excuse to, like, finally get rid of, like, the dwindling supply of 64 stuff I still have. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Nintendo 64 sucks. <laughs> yeah so andy did you uh get state of decay 2 then with the game pass and- i haven't tried it out yet oh. i heard it's no. like kind of in a rough shape right now it's like I, I played it for oh probably three hours i suppose today and uh it, it's a pretty decent game but driving is pretty entertaining like you'll be driving along and you hit a rock and you'll just go flipping <laughs> for no reason <laughs> Like I sat there flipping for about three and a half minutes before I finally really to drive away. Wow, <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. I yeah, that's pretty great. I should have recorded it, but I, like I didn't think about it because I normally play on PlayStation, so I forget about the okay. little record feature. It's easier to do on Xbox. Yeah, but no, I want to try it out, but yeah, I just haven't gotten to it. 
I started uh, Nino Cooney, so that's going to take up some of my time. <laughs> that game is it starts out really weird. So like you, you, I mean, you look at that game, you just think it's some weird Japanese anime thing, right? Right. Or like QT, whatever, almost like, well, the first one was Ghibli, but it starts off as like you're the president of the U.S., driving into a city and then a bomb just explodes and then you're in this other land as basically the president <laughs> nice <laughs> you're helping this other so you're kid the, out you're the president of another land leading a different land you're helping like this other kid become a king okay yeah sounds interesting yeah so that'll be uh what i'll be playing for a while i think it's pretty good so far I have been playing, I'm going through like one of those weird patches where like this time of year is tough, but like, I just have not been able to play games lately, like hardly at all. <clears throat> I've been playing, I did a live stream, I guess that was kind of about it. And then other than that, I've been playing uh, Ghostbusters 2, the Famicom version that I bought at MGC. So it's ported over to play on the NES and. Man, that is a really good Ghostbusters game. Like, it's so sad that we didn't get that here. So fun. The art style is great. Like, the gameplay is solid. It's kind of like a top-down shooter almost. Um, really good though. Like, really, really good. I think I've probably played like three, four hours of it. I haven't gotten super far into it, but I was playing a little bit with my son too. It's kind of, it's weird for him because he's four. Um, so you have to like use your zapper. And then the, like your secondary character has the trap to trap the ghosts, which like he couldn't quite comprehend like the A B like combo needed to make that happen. So like I just played as like the tag along character throwing out the traps and it works pretty good. But yeah, sweet, great game. Like honestly, that could be one of the the best NES games. Like top twenty five for sure. Had it ever been released in our region, it's so crappy that we didn't get it. Why is that? Like all those like last pal games that never came over here like over like 70 yeah. percent of them are awesome <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's a great great game blows the hell out of the two we got <laughs> Those, like, the first one i guess like it's bad but like i can play it it's okay but the second one is so bad for the nes the u.s version Ugh. yeah hmm. you should check out laser league yeah, I actually did look into it a little bit because I was on PlayStation 4 and I saw somebody on my friends list was playing it. And then I looked into it. And I was like, oh, this is sort of like in the vein of Rocket League and that it's a made up sport that you play competitively yeah. online. I liked the Tron like looks to it too, the graphics. Like I love the Tron movies. So and Tyler and I were playing it and uh, it's, I think it's like, I don't know, maybe 15 bucks or something. I think it's in the digital only sale. Okay. I think it's it's on Game Pass, I think. Yep, it's on Game Pass, so it's free on Xbox if you have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um we were talking about how they should well earlier we were discussing the, you know, Rocket League game model. Like Laser League should seriously do that. Yeah. Have it free with PlayStation Plus for a month. And I think that game would take off too. So like, what is the gameplay like like in the game? Like what is the objective? Uh, well, you, there's what, five or six different character classes and each of them have different abilities. And, uh, 
so basically it's two teams you try to have them the other team all eliminated at the same time and then you win that round and it's best out of three wins is there um, a respawn then that makes that challenging uh well there's a circle on the map where you died and your teammate can just walk over you and revive you gotcha gotcha so there's one of the classes is actually called ghost and their ability is to become immune to anything so then they can go through all the lasers and they're the medic type ones to revive nice. everybody so it it gets really chaotic and we've been like we were playing duos but with three people there's just so much shit going on <laughs> nice. it's it's just pure chaos i i don't know if it's a game that you would actually enjoy but i think it's one of those games that you might yeah I've, I've been curious on it it sounds like one we should pick up i think we should all pick it up and then do a stream one night yeah. We can yeah, rental fails I, at Laser League. <laughs> Come hang out. It's a lot of fun. It's been out for like a year on PC, and I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, I've and then not it just either. Came out on console. Hmm. Yeah, I might have to pick that up. You said it's on the sale right now. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I will look into that because I've been curious anyway. I did my random, like have three beers on a Saturday and then like shop the digital sale again. So <laughs> it was what like, gems you know, did not, you get this time? So yeah, I like, I pull up in my, I, not that I was like hammered or anything. Like I'd had like uh, four or five been grilling. And uh, so I like Sunday morning, we're out on the deck eating breakfast. I pull up my email and I'm like, <laughs> thank you for your purchase from Sony. I'm like, what, what did I buy again? Like, cause I couldn't. And then I was like, Oh, that's right. It did go on there. So I bought, I, I spent 16 bucks. I think I bought Valkyria Chronicles remastered. It was like 10. I bought Cinemora again. EX, Cause that was like a dollar. <laughs> I bought Darksiders war mastered edition. Cause that was a buck 99 and I have a sealed copy for the Wii U. So I was like, screw it. And then I bought two other games that I had no idea what they were, but they were like less than a dollar. So I <laughs> see like I need to stop like turning my PlayStation on when I've had more than like a beer because I'm just like, that's a good deal. I have to buy this now. Yeah, I can't, I'm such an idiot. Like I've done it so many times. I do that. Not not so much with uh, sometimes with digital, but mostly physical. I'll do that a lot, but. Yeah. You get drunk and like run into a GameStop. Like, <laughs> These games are amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's happened to me like way too many times. I'll have have a couple cocktails and buy dumb shit I don't play ever. But yeah, I mean Valkyria Chronicles is like one of my favorite games of all time. But oh yeah, it is not I've one of your favorite games. <laughs> no, I, see, I think I want to get into it. Like, think I, so? I think it looks cool. Yeah. I've seen enough to know that I want to give it a shot, and that's why I bought it for ten. Okay. Because I looked at that like phys- physical like steelbook edition they had like I don't know what three four years ago now it was like yeah. thirty five, and I was like ah, I'll, I'll try it for ten. I know what that game is. I okay. and I I know that I probably won't like it, but at that price point, I thought it was worth doing. Yeah. Although I also bought Gravity Rush like a month ago. I wasn't drunk that time. I wanted that game, but. <laughs> Sometimes I buy digitally when I'm sober. Yeah. It's a good thing I'm not an alcoholic or I'd have like a shit ton of games, no money. <laughs> the alcoholic with full hard drives full of games. 
Let's say terabyte guys. It's these are yeah, these are all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Cuddle up with my hard drive at night, my Seagate. Good stuff. Uh, okay, so I beat Far Cry Five, and I talked to you guys. You don't care if you want to spoil it. No, spoil the shit out of it. Okay, I'll probably put this at the end of the podcast as a spoiler warning. So. Okay, we're going to move on to the fail bag where we answer old magazine questions as if they were uh, addressed to us so we can help out these guys uh, with their problems and their suggestions and questions. Uh, so first up, uh, we have EGM number 62 from September 1994 and David from Kennesaw, Georgia. He is a little upset about the distribution of accessories in the 16-bit era. So he says, I know this isn't exactly your area of expertise, but I've seen a lot of new accessories for the Genesis and the Sega CD, such as the Activator, Jukebox, etc. But none new for the Super NES, Game Boy, or NES. I own a Super NES and a Game Boy, and I'm very disappointed with Nintendo's lack of accessories. The closest thing I've seen from Nintendo The closest thing I've seen Nintendo release lately is the Super Game Boy, which I might add did not get a big whoopee from me. It's been 2 years since Nintendo came out with a new accessory. What's going on here? Are Sega's designers just more creative or is Nintendo putting its feet up on the desk and thinking, "I got it made, I'm killing Sega in the sales." You probably won't print this, but if you do, I'd love a response. I think Nintendo's probably thinking we don't hate our fan base. (laughs) Uh, We like people to be able to control games in comfortable, reliable means. And, uh, yeah. Are you really giving props to Sega for all, like, the garbage accessories and peripherals that they have? And then shitting (laughs) on the Super Game Boy, which is one of the greatest accessories ever made. Yes. It's glorious, <laughs> but I don't have an activator to throw it on my floor to like <laughs> fucking kick the air to hope to God I can play Mortal Kombat. Like what a bummer. Uh, oh gosh. That is yeah. one of the worst arguments I've ever heard. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they learned their lesson with power glove and all those. They're like, ah, oh, right. we'll, we'll hold on. I guess they did make the super scope. So that is. <laughs> well, they're also overlooking the fact too that like most accessories are not first party peripherals they're usually mm-hmm. like cheap cash in i mean sega did a lot of 
I mean, to me, the Sega CD is an accessory. Is it not like a pretty trash one? So, yeah, I, I don't know what the jukebox is. Do you? No, yeah, I don't. But the activator, I certainly do. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember like they had that accessory for. I think it worked with both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo where it was like a bat. That you could like use in baseball games, like track swinging motions. Oh, really? It was it was like a third party thing. Yeah. I just remember seeing that at a media play back in the day. It looked terrible. I'm sure it was. So there was that goofy thing. Yeah, I don't know what that jukebox thing is he's talking about. Oh, video jukebox. Oh, it's like uh, those old Atari things, basically, that you put cartridges all in one thing. Oh, really? And then you could, you know, just select which one you wanted to play. It's like a pretty much like a cart switcher. That sounds pointless. Yep. It's like the people that <laughs> that wanted digital games, but. You know. Didn't have digital games back then. So you literally just like lined up carts and like you'd press the selector. Yep. That's one of the worst peripherals of he's standing up for that. Mm-hmm. But basically that just says like you're a lazy fat fuck and you can't get up and change your cartridge. Yeah. Like that's what that is. Yeah. It's exactly. the EverDrive of 1995. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's not a good analogy. <clears throat> but you get it. Yep. Let's see. What was their response? I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, Nintendo has brought out a few new accessories, but they have gone unnoticed. Nintendo has more experience with the success and failure of a new add-on. Take, for instance, Nintendo's first few accessories for the NES, the Rob Robot and the Zapper Light Gun. Uh, I would say the light gun is probably the best. <laughs> I don't know if Rob is a success, but uh, the games no. made for these were few and they were not as popular as Nintendo might have liked. Yeah, it's a pretty logical answer. Remember the power glove and the U-Force? <laughs> yeah, and they basically say that like a lot of these are third party from Naki, Newbie, ASCII. Right. Oh yeah, all the ASCII controllers back then, like right. fifteen dip switches, and yeah, they did have the Good mouse. Stuff. That that was a big deal for the one game that it worked with. Mm-hmm. I guess in Japan it worked with a couple others, but or at least one other. You guys are ready to hear how awesome Jim is at playing video games? Yes. Okay. Jim from Port Orchard, Washington says, I am a true RPG fan. I play them all day and all night. My record is playing about 18 hours straight. I read about these RPG games in magazines, and they say these games contain weeks worth of playing time. Yet, when I play them, it takes me maybe a little more than a day. My favorite RPG so far is Lunar the Silver Star. 
It had a great plot and a lot of good ideas put into it, but it didn't last long enough. I was wondering if you could tell me what the longest, most challenging RPG is and how much it costs. I'll play it, and then I'll write back and tell you how it went. I have a Sega, and I don't have a Super Nintendo. Thanks. First of all, that's what she said. <laughs> um, it's weird that like the RPG fanatic is like the Sega owner. There wasn't a lot of offerings back then. Right. <clears throat> but also BS on being able to just beat an RPG and like they're not that skill based. Like they require grinding. Like you can't just up the game clock to <laughs> bypass. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm skilled. It's like, no, they're pretty much set, you know? Right. There's a base it's level meant to draw it out. So I'm going to call shenanigans on this one. <laughs> I don't know. And also <laughs> playing 18 hours straight in a day. I'm sorry. That's not an accomplishment. That's a problem. Hmm. I, I like RPGs, but I have no idea how you could possibly do it for that long. One game. I couldn't do a RPG for that long. No. Be just brutal. I've played, you know, Call of Duty or something like that for that long. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't shit on Jim too much because I've done like 36 hours straight of crappy call of duty also <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but i mean like rpgs are like meant for like that hour or two just to like accomplish something right something small like an improvement yeah. like that's the point of it right that's that's the real game there <laughs> well and i could even see like longer play sessions like with an rpg where you're gonna sink like three four hours into it a night but like 18 holy crap the yeah. gameplay isn't varied enough to really you know, you you want to chip away at the grinding, not just beat your head against the wall. Yeah. So, Jim, go buy a Super Nintendo. And then play some more RPGs. Yeah, you got <laughs> some... I, I'm not <laughs> wrong, right? Like, there just really aren't that many on the Genesis. In Fantasy Star... In their, what, what do they have? Um, Is that Ocean or Oasis? Lost... Beyond Oasis, that's more like Beyond a Zelda. Oasis. Yeah. Is it okay? Um, you know, the Shining Force games, I guess, would be. Right, of that's course. That's more tactical, but. I mean, he's got CD, so you got Lunar and all those. But oh, and, yeah. He did say that, didn't he? Yeah. And Vale, Vey and Popful Mail, and, you know, there's a ton of those, but. Hopefully you hung on to those, because they're worth some cash. <laughs> yeah. He probably got rid of them because, you know, you beat them in a day. You got to get that trade credit quick. Before, of course. Right. 18 <laughs> hours. I'm done with Lunar. <laughs> Fact. Totally possible. Okay. So we have an, a collector here. An Atari collector. Way back in 1994 here. Andrew from Nolanville, Texas says, All this grape about which system is better has gotten me thinking. I own over 180 games for the 7800 and 2600, eight games for the 5200 and nine Lynx games. And still collecting, by the way. What are the specifications of each of these systems? And as an extra challenge, 
please tell me the largest game in megs of each system. Please be very complete and thorough. Also, there are two 7800 games that use a light zapper. Would an old Sega Master System light phaser work with my 7800 or maybe vice versa? Thanks. Keep up the excellent mag. What year did he write this? 1994. He wants. Oh, my God. He's testing us. <laughs> we need to be very complete and thorough on the specifications of the Atari 5200. But shit. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I like how he like lists out I have eight games like I don't know at that point in like I can remember like 92 like just walking home with like bags full of like Atari games from like the playground like trades and stuff <laughs> like if you've only managed to come up with like nine or eight games for those systems in 94 like you have failed <laughs> it's like, as an Atari fan yeah you spent $50 on all that <laughs> you, you could walk down the street and kick through 10 of them <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. so bad <laughs> so did they actually give him an honest answer or did they not waste their time? <laughs> well, I love how he says, what's the largest game in Megs? Like, um, right, like that matters. There, yeah. <laughs> there's no Megs on an Atari 2600 game, you know? Um, <laughs> now with no Mega Power. <laughs> yeah, basically they said in the old days, no one cared how many Megs a game was or how many sprites could be on the screen at one time. Just wasn't a factor. <laughs> because, hey, new... <laughs> Video games didn't exist before that, so this is cool. <laughs> uh, poor kid, still kicking around his Atari systems in 94. Yeah. <clears throat> Was the Jaguar out then? Uh, 94, it had to be bend, yeah. Close, close. Yeah. yeah. Teased. Because I think the 7800 released in like the very early 90s, right? Yeah. Or like 89, I can't remember. I just like it, it kills me when you listen to these things and like people are talking about Atari systems because growing up, I didn't know that any of this other stuff existed, right? Like <clears throat> there was a 2600 in my mind. This is what I knew about. And then the Jaguar. I had no idea there was all this crap in between. I didn't yeah. even know the Lynx was a thing. Yeah, I, I can't say I really knew either. If I did, I didn't. Keep it in my head. <laughs> right. If anything, I, I remember an Atari computer. Which is weird. That's even yeah. stranger, but... Actually, I do remember those, too. I knew a couple people that had them. Yeah. So, yeah. None of them have any megs, basically. That's what they... They go pretty deep. They They are complete and very thorough on explaining the specifications. Of all of these of dead Atari hardware. games. Yeah, like nobody gives a shit about it in 1994. Where did you get this information in 1994? <laughs> like, could you imagine the poor bastard had to research this? Yeah. Apparently there was a, they talk about a book called Phoenix, The Rise and Fall of Home Video Games. Hmm. So even then they knew that in 1994 it was a huge crash. That they needed to write a book about. Interesting. 
Okay, we'll move on to EGM number 113, December 1998. Mike <laughs> has basically this. Issue number 110's question of the moment was, what game, fran <laughs> what game franchises need to die before me more sequels come out? One response from, uh, I'm not even going to say this guy's email address because I can't understand it was Sonic needs to have his ass blown away. You guys printed his response, which means you obviously must somewhat agree with it. Yet you feel the need to publish an issue featuring Sonic the Hedgehog on the cover and print a one to a 10 page article on Sonic's new game. I'm just a little confused. Could you help me clear my head on this subject? What was Sonic's new game at this point? What year was this? 98, so it had to have been Adventure? Dreamcast, yeah, Adventure. Yeah, I feel like that was the wrong time to say you're going to blow Sonic out of the water. Because <clears throat> like every Sonic game up to then, in excluding 3D Land or 3D, no, what was, what was the 3D one? Sonic 3D Blast, there you go. Yeah. And R, R was up, but like the main Sonic games up to that point had all been really loved games and adventure was well received. So I think they were guess, right on both ends at this point, right before adventure came out, Sonic did need to have his ass blown away <laughs> for sure. And at the same time, adventure looked really cool. So you had to be excited about it. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like he didn't need to have his ass blown away until after two. And then you can kill him because everything after that has been shit. Yeah. Well, this would have been 98. So, yeah, there was a lot of shitty games there. For... Like what? Sonic R, Sonic uh, Jam That's wasn't that great. It doesn't count. Jam is just the other games, though. Yeah, they weren't great, though, for loading and stuff. Um, 3D Blast. Um, it's me. No, that sucked. That's better than 06. <laughs> uh, lest we forget Knuckles Cha Chaotix. <laughs> but that doesn't have Sonic in it, so that doesn't count. You're starting to sound like a Sonic fan. Like I'm just saying, like, he, like... I, I, I... No, like, those aren't the most atrocious games, though. Like, there were, like, a couple weird offshoots, but it was still, like, main story Sonic. Everything had been good. Except for 3D Blast, which was middling. Yeah. I, I feel like Sonic was at this point like ready for like a takeoff, not ready to be hung. I, I think that came post 2000. <laughs> so Adventure is what did it, basically, that series. Well, I think That's Adventure and Adventure 2 were the last ones that were like, it sucks, but we still love him. And then after that, it was just like, no, we fucking hate this thing. Like, this is, His ass needs to be blown away. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. So what was their defense? Uh, basically saying that, hey, we don't agree with every reader. We just, you know. Also, we're games journalists and we have to report on all the shit that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um. So I picked this one just because it kind of hit home for me. I don't know about you guys. 
Uh, Jamie says, I need your electronic expertise to sort out a big misunderstanding. Recently, my mother decided to buy a 36-inch TV. This is great because now I can see all of my games in full glory and in stereo sound. <laughs> unfortunately, my mom was... Uh, unfortunately, my mom has other plans. No N64 or P PlayStation will be connected to my new TV. She believes that gaming systems damage the television that they're connected to. I say she's on crack because gaming systems don't do anything to the TV. Can you help sort out the facts? Do gaming systems damage TVs? I'd just love to hand her the next EGM with your response and watch her squirm. Well, first of all, <laughs> let me tell you how much better it gets if you think the pinnacle of perfection is like a 36-inch <laughs> tube television and stereo. <laughs> Uh, it gets a lot better in the coming years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So like, that was like, th that was the rumor, right? Like, do you guys all remember TVs getting damaged by video games back in the day? No, like, I never heard parents? that. I, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Like I was at stores, like looking at TVs and I heard like, I was at Sam's in F Sam's club and somebody was telling that to a lady who was looking at TVs. My parents had that in their head. And so what that stemmed from was. Uh, you know, your earlier games like your your Ataris and your <clears throat> some of your NES where like the high scores and certain on screen items were constantly in one spot. So it caused burn in. Right. Oh, sure. So that was a real thing that could happen. Um, it seems like that was not. As prevalent in tube TVs, although you do see it in like some arcade monitors. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where that myth came from. But by the time you're getting to the N64 and the PlayStation era, there were very few on-screen, like, static inventory items. Um, and there were also a lot more cutscenes. And, like, yeah. I don't feel like that was really a real threat. I mean, maybe in the off game that could have happened if you played countless hours. But I think the games had evolved enough that that wasn't really an on-screen presence. And then I think the TVs had gotten good enough that that I don't feel like that really was a major concern at that point. No here. It's funny because I was thinking that this mom just made it up because my parents were also this way somewhat, they didn't use this exact line, but basically the saying that my systems aren't going to be on the good TV, you know? <laughs> and I thought it was just because then they won't have to deal with me, you know, competing with TV time for them, right? Yeah. And you know, now that you mentioned that, I think my parents kind of did that to me too. Like when I got my first Atari, they're like, no, they damaged the TVs. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to play on this one in the basement that like the color goes out on unless you pound at the top of the television. <laughs> and like they probably pulled a fast one on me. Yeah. But I think, oh, the, yeah. I think the burning threat was legit though spare tv upstairs that we just used but I, I honestly i wouldn't see burning issues on tube tvs though really do they you can get it like like andy's like riding too like for example like because that if you run that like that's got the menu burnt into it right like slightly. yeah yeah so i mean it takes a ton of exposure though with the same image i mean think of how yeah. long an arcade cabinet ran in an arcade like endless hours right. and it's still faintly visible so 
Right. Like it wouldn't be nearly as bad as what you're going to experience with LCD. Right. Right. <clears throat> right. And even now, like that's gotten a lot better. But those yeah. first ones, for sure. Oh, those early plasmas. Yeah. Those were. Plasma the plasmas were bad, and yeah. the ghosting was yeah. Was yep. nuts. I remember playing Call of Duty and switching games and having the Call of Duty map still on my screen. <laughs> Perfect. Clear <laughs> <Where is> day. <laughs> yeah. So this kid actually doesn't even know what's coming. Like the technology yep. is going to get so good that it's going to become real. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Like he's fighting for like the best TV in the house. And I just remember like saving up all the money I could to buy like the shittiest little 13 inch TV to play in my room. Cause like, there's nothing worse than being told like your parents want to watch something and you have to turn your game off. Like, yeah. F that. I'd rather have the shitty TV and be in my bedroom. Yeah. RF cable or not. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay, that's all the questions for this week. So, uh, Justin, you want to bring us out? Yeah. So you can find all of our social media information at our website. It's going to be www.weekendpodcast.com. On there, there will be links to our Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter. And you can send us any Comments, concerns, questions to our email at the weekend rental podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And as always, be kind, rewind. Banana. Oh yeah, bananas. Bananas. Uh, so yeah, if you have not played Far Far Cry Five and you want to Far Five Five, yeah, <laughs> Far Five Five is fantastic, everybody. <laughs> it's too many uh, small syllables right in a row. Um, right. Yeah. So, spoiler warning: if you want to finish that game, don't probably listen to this. Uh, so I'm guessing you guys know the basic, like, setting, plot, Montana, crazy religious cult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the main mission of the game is to, you know, basically eliminate this cult. You have three people that cover three territories. That's like two of them, I think, are this crazy guy's brother. And one of them is his sister, I think. Although it seems like it's maybe a lover that's. In Montana, that happens. Yeah, yeah. it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sorry, sorry, Montanans. It wasn't a goat. It was a real <laughs> lady. Come on. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, so you kill all those. It took forever. Obviously, it's a long game. And you get to the end. You finally showed. You know, have a final showdown with this bad guy, and you know he's going crazy he's like it's gonna be the end of the world you know all this crazy stuff and you think okay it's time to just kill you you know all of a sudden bombs start going off and it's basically the end of the world is happening and oh shit really yeah it's just nuclear war happening and you have this guy and you're like run get him into the truck all your friends are in the truck you know you're racing trying to get to this bunker bombs are going off everywhere you're almost to the bunker and then a tree falls on you. Pretty much all your friends die. 
like everybody that you saved in the whole game is all dead. And you're kind of groggy and waking up and you being carried somewhere. And hear that main bad guy uh, brings you down to the bunker and says, hey, you know, you killed my family, but I'm going to forgive you because you're my family now. and We live here as a family. Also, I'm going to rape you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he said something like, I'm the, your father and you're my child or something like that. And that's how the game ends. It's like, and that's the good ending to this game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They didn't leave room for a sequel. No, not at all. <laughs> Far Cry 6. No. It's basically like Fallout 4. <laughs> I've just never, I don't know if I've ever had a game quite like that where like, you know, every, you expect to get to the final boss and just have a, you know, big showdown, eventually kill him, get rid of him, whatever. And it just flips right. it on his head for no real reason, <laughs> I guess. Trivializes everything <laughs> you've just done yeah. for the last like 40 hours. Kind of that like, he was right the whole time that the world was ending. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, at least you wouldn't expect that. I guess there's like that, but wow. Yeah. What a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the bad ending? Like you don't get saved and you die or what? You can, he gives you the option to walk away and not fight him. And I think it still happens and then you die. I'm not sure. Hmm. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Overall, well, I officially have yeah, no I mean, reason to play that game, though. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I mean, the, you go to that game because it's fun to just mess around. It's a sandbox overall, right. anything. But yeah, the story kind of sucked. And that ending was just kind of crazy. I'd like to just point out, like. The problem with this is like the tactics of nuclear warfare, if it if and when it does happen, <laughs> is to destroy centers of population. Um, yeah, like Montana living living in North Dakota, adjacent to Montana. I can tell you that our two states probably really fucking safe. Like, I don't think anybody's got a nuke pointed at us. You're going to take out like five people and like 10 bears. Like, it's a waste. Don't do it. There's still some missile silos out there to get rid of, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, they moved all the ones out of North Dakota, right? But I don't Did think they? Yeah. Russia yeah, and Korea good. got that message. We probably still have. <laughs> Who knows what North Korea is doing? They got them pointed everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's I just wanted to I wanted to talk to somebody about that game because I'm like, <laughs> I need you like to rage be, punch yeah. your TV. And... Like I needed to make sure like I needed to have it spoken to somebody else to confirm that this is real life, that it's actually was the ending of that game. <laughs> You're like that kid in that YouTube video. Is this, is this real life? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I heard it was a pretty bad ending, but they didn't go into detail about it. They just said that you end up in the same bunker you start in or something. Yep. Yeah, it's the same bunker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's different. I mean, I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's... it's but at least it's unexpected, which yep. is something that you don't usually pull off in that you know, in games anymore. And it's kind of funny because, like, I haven't heard anybody leak that. I mean, I haven't been looking for it either, but I'm sure now that I'm looking, I could probably look and have a bunch of, like, rants on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it didn't really follow the, the storyline from any other ones anyways, did it? They never really carry over, do they? No, I don't think so. Although the one helicopter guy from 4, I think, was in this one, too. So oh. he must be dead now, too. I don't know. 
Poor guy. <laughs> Poor what's his name from four. Maybe that's what they wanted to do. Everybody was like, I'm sick of making these fucking Far Cry games. I'm just going to blow up the entire world. <laughs> Out of nowhere. It's like, and then we just destroyed the game. That was it. There's no more. <laughs> Good luck making a sequel now, fuckers. Yeah. So all this means is we're getting a prequel. So, oh, God. Yeah. There you go. We're going back to Primal. <laughs> Uh, Far Cry 6 Primal 2 There's the title right there <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah